1: Back to the Star Trek Minute, a semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek: Four, The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker, and I'm Chris Lasalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. It's another fine day. <laughs> it is. I did notice that sigh, though. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not excited about this minute? Um. No, this isn't a bad minute. I just yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Okay um so this is minute number 35 Uh and this minute starts with uh sulu saying we are crossing the terminator into night and ends with scotty saying and dead in the water (laughs) well done uh yeah okay great um what is it what is what is a what what is what is crossing the terminator into night what does that mean what does that
0: mean? Okay, so here's what it means, and, I, and I, the reason I'm excited—it's one of my favorite lines of Sulu. I don't know why, but I think it's just the—I didn't know, uh, a long time ago. I didn't know what the what the term, what exactly would you ask? The Terminator. Um, mm. so it's the if you're viewing the Earth from space, and you know, as the yep. Earth's spinning, half it's in daylight, half it's in darkness. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. The, the Terminator is that line. Okay it was so it would be the, I don't know if the line of dawn
1: or the line of dusk um, so that means when we're in we're in orbit yep. we can we can actually see that line so what you're telling me that's
0: what I'm telling you i assume you can see it nice and clearly i don't have that factoid in front of me so last time you were up in the space shuttle you saw this right <laughs> exactly i was an eyewitness uh uh let's put it this way it's on my bucket list i want to see the. i want to cross mm. that i want to cross the terminator into you're gonna go up in the spacex or whatever
1: uh yeah Elon yeah, yeah. You is, know, uh... once
0: i finish saving up my you know two million dollars i'm gonna hitch yeah. a ride sure so <laughs> if they're crossing okay here's a quick here's a quick uh geography question if they're crossing the terminator in tonight which way are they flying
1: uh east to west i would imagine
0: oh see i would have said
1: west to east No, because San Francisco's on the west coast. Yep. So if they're crossing the Terminator into night, that means it's you're chasing it. They're chasing. You're, chas- night? you're chasing it. Chasing night.
0: I don't know. We will have to pay attention because when they actually get out of when they get out of the bird of prey, is it nighttime? We'll have to. That, uh, yes. I know. It, yeah. It
1: is because they park in the they park in the um in the park. Isn't it the two garbage <laughs> men? Yeah. And then he says, "You didn't see nothing, and I didn't see nothing either." <laughs> They drive away? Save it. <laughs> well, I'm just cl- clarifying your question, which was yep. if they, And I think it's, they, they land at night. Okay. So they cross
0: Terminator night. San Francisco's. I, goes...
1: I would say, I would say they'd have to, yeah, they'd come over unless it's like, see. Eh, but yeah. see,
0: that means they're, that means they're orbiting clockwise. They'd be orbiting earth clockwise, which I guess sure. is okay. But I always picture things orbiting earth. Counterclockwise. I don't even know if that's right. Like, which way does the International Space Station go? Does it go clockwise or counterclockwise? Do you know?
1: You don't know. Hmm. But I'm going to check because this <laughs> has now become. It's become a. a yeah. A, a, yeah, I understand. Um,
0: well, while you're doing that, yeah, so we got uh, uh, Crossing Terminator tonight. Uh, Spock says he's homing in on the west coast of North America, which I'm not quite sure what he why he's saying homing in on um it almost seems the lines seem out of order here um because uhura immediately after says admiral i am receiving whale song right
1: yeah I, i i found that a curious spock's line is just curious curious because unless again this is one of those things where they've already they've already set up the movie plot you know, in terms of like, well, they're gonna go to San Francisco. Like, that's just a foregone conclusion. So, it just seems like, why would you just be scanning? Is that where humpbacks predominantly are? Is in the he Pacific did, Ocean? Actually, he did say the Pacific Basin, right? That's where they were. That was their target. That was it their was, target. Yeah. The so it was Pacific late. Basin. It was
0: late twentieth century. Uh, Pacific Basin yeah. is where. Okay. Yep.
1: So, so maybe that's so that's then, why he's saying it. Okay. I mean I'm not a cetacean expert, so i don't I don't know i'm not i'm not a doctor one
0: of us was at, supposed at to the, get yeah we were supposed to get certified weren't we before we did the show so. yeah
1: yeah
0: uh okay so another note is whale song uh mm. is that what is that the term
1: i think so I think that's what it's called
0: okay so what's that what's that whale doing? I was making whale song making whale song okay, what am I hearing whale song yeah, okay it just sounds. Uh, it sounds poetic
1: to me, whale song. Well, I mean, some people find whale song to be—I um, don't know what the word is—soothing. Uh, ah, so- oh,
0: like a right, right, like the um,
1: like white noise, white noise or whatever yeah, when yeah.
0: people go to bed. Oh, that reminds me, we haven't talked about. There's a we we got we should we should talk about as a special episode or something. The um, uh, Leonard Nimoy had had done that album. Um, uh, that it, was he called, read, it was called white noise? No. <laughs> No. you read poetry and stuff uh in between recordings of whale songs um, do you not have that in your record collection i, I do not okay uh let's save it because uh it, it'll be uh and i think it'll be worth talking about maybe we do a special Maybe we do a patreon episode about that one
1: anyway uh, so, so to answer our orbiting question, it says usually satellites orbit in the direction of Earth's rotation. Mm-hmm. But there are some specific satellites that tra- travel in the opposite direction. So that means – I'm assuming that the Earth rotates. Yes. You know, left to, left to right, I guess, <laughs> if we're looking – if we're spinning it on the globe in your classroom. Counterclockwise. Yes. So left to right. So we're coming from – East to west, so we're going clockwise. Yes. I don't know if you answered it properly or not. It I sounds good, man.
0: It wasn't. I'm sure, I'm sure at, one it?
1: of the interns will set us straight. I know. I, in fact, I don't even have to guess. I know they will.
0: I do know the ones like the, the those satellites that are geosynchronous, the ones that sit in one position.
1: Yes, there are ones that do that. Yes. Right.
0: They're just rotating in the opposite direction. Right. That's my yeah. understanding of it. So it's they're just constantly. Going in the opposite direction.
1: That's all I got.
0: <laughs> okay. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, interns.
1: Thanks. Okay. okay. Um, so Kirk asks to put the uh, the whale song on, uh, on speakers. Mm. They hear the whale song. They're all amazed. Yeah. What kind of? Now I want
0: to. So sorry. I guess I'm full of questions today. Uh, Put them on speakers you know klingons have like do they have really cool high end speakers like bose and stuff you know they just you know it's just the regular speakers just the regular i mean
1: stuff.
0: the factory factory models they weren't they weren't uh, aftermarket upgrades
1: yeah
0: you think vulcans have better speakers than klingons higher quality you mean because of the years <laughs> uh all right uh moving on <laughs> <laughs> So Aurora says, Admiral, this is strange. The song is directly ahead. I don't. It, oh, it's coming from San Francisco. Okay, she does say because I'm like, it's well, directly right. ahead. If they're heading it's for the Pacific Ocean, coming from San
1: Francisco. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> if so, Kirk says from the city. That doesn't make sense. So, question there. Um, do uh, I? I guess that means that in the 23rd century, there we no longer have aquariums.
1: Well, I think think because whales are not aquarium creatures, I mean, obviously, orca and the killer whales, you know, down in Florida, notwithstanding, (laughs) I would think humpback whales are gigantic, and therefore, uh, (laughs) you wouldn't be able to keep them in captivity.
0: That's interesting. I wonder about that. I wonder, yeah, do they? Is that a really thing?
1: I would think that I am just basing on the size of the whales right? and how much – because, I mean, you would want a whale to to be able to swim around, right?
0: Right. Well, yeah, I'm trying to think of the biggest thing I've seen in an aquarium. I've definitely seen the, you know, the Shamus at SeaWorld or or I don't know what they call them these days. Uh, But I've also seen a whale shark, right, at an aquarium, like floating around in the tank. Uh, Those things are pretty big, but I don't know if they're bigger than – Uh, killer whales.
1: Um, Yeah. Anyway, well, well, I could could be, I could be totally way off and there could be, sure, there could be, I just feel like whales are, are huge. Yeah. And therefore you would need a huge tank because otherwise it would be like putting your cat or dog into a little carrier and then having them live for months at a time. You know what I mean? I mean, I just feel like that they would have nowhere to go. Right. It'd be like putting them in the cargo bay of a, bird of prey exactly mm. that's where i'm that's where i think i was going I was got like, it, it got it that would be tiny like yeah. you would need a huge facility okay so kirk's maybe quite... it maybe may there is a place in san francisco where a female doctor works and there is that giant mm. thing i don't know yeah maybe we'll have to we'll have to
0: we'll have to see um so that was my, I guess, so I guess Kirk's question about, you know, from the city, that doesn't make sense. It could be that one, like you, he's like, well, humpbacks are too large to keep in an aquarium. Right. Or two, there are, there are no longer aquariums in the 23rd century, which seems more likely to me, you know, with all the advances in technology, you don't have to keep the fish in an aquarium. You can just go, you know, take your, right. your uh, shuttle pod and, you know, float around down the ocean and... Be able to see everything up close and live in nature, right? Yeah, right. I mean, they we have seen them, don't they? Is don't they observe like you know pre-warp you know uh, societies by hiding in duck well, they blinds and see, stuff?
1: That's, that's their museum. Is they actually go out and they see. Things happen. They don't they don't they don't contain them in cages. Right. They move beyond that. Of course. Everybody's they're so much more noble in the
0: 20th oh, century. Are. Yeah. Once they get rid of money, everybody was all nice. Yep. Yep. They're so much better than us. Right. We are just disgusting, dirty,
1: polluting pigs. We are awful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think his thing is coming, you know, it's like, you're like, it's coming from San Francisco. Well, downtown third street. I mean like <laughs> what's a whale doing there? Yeah. That's so weird. I think his surprise is kind of like from the city. Like it, that doesn't make sense. I think I would add the same reaction. Like if a war had told me that I would be like, really in the, in the city.
0: Wow. Yeah. There's a line, there's a line in, in the, in the book, um, where uh Sulu says maybe they're they're stranded in the bay or being held captive. Mm. Um which uh speaking of uh the book yeah. you know, and Vonda McIntyre, we haven't we haven't uh we uh we we, we talked about her on our on our weekend show, our right. Patreon episode that you know Vonda McIntyre passed away um at the beginning of April and yeah. uh uh sad to see so, her go. I think yes, there was so. a, yeah, I think there was um she brought a lot to she brought a lot to Star Trek you know not just the novelizations of you know two three mm-hmm. and four, but she had a couple of other you know independent novels yep. um, you know she's she's given credit for you know giving Sulu his first name he- hikaru Hikaru. yep um, and uh i mean i just I, I i love everything that she's she's added to these stories I mean we love these films right um but all of the uh all of the color that she added. Uh, to the characters and to some of the scenes and some of the subplots that she it added, added into those books. They're, they all, I don't know, they all worked for me, and I wish, I wish we'd see more of them on film. So, uh, sad to see her go. Yes, me too. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um, but uh, anyway, back to the movie.
1: Uh, and back yeah. to trouble, right? So what? A, what, a, what, a, what a bummer, man. Now I'm all oh, bummed sorry. out.
0: Sorry. We should have done that at the end of the episode. (laughs) Probably.
1: Uh, Uh, But, yeah, Scotty doesn't make it uh, any better for us. Um, We have a problem. No, no. We have a serious problem. Would you please come down? uh, Yep. And that's, you know, do you think uh, Kirk has um,
0: some PTSD uh, from from Scotty asking him to, you know,
1: better get down here? (laughs) Better hurry. Better hurry. Well, that was McCoy. Oh, that was McCoy. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So that was McCoy. Scratch that. Um, but do you think he comes right down, or do you think he's like, yeah, I'll be down in like five minutes? <laughs> what's a rush? Yeah. What's a rush?
0: What, what bigger what could up here? he
1: be belly aching about now?
0: <laughs> it's always something with Scotty. Um, yeah. And really, do, do they need more trouble? Right? They're trying to save the world, and now they got another problem. Well, you know.
1: Just that's how you uh, you add, uh, add more had more plot. Yeah, you gotta. I have mean, the, a... move, the movie would be like ten minutes long. They'd go back in time. They'd get the whales. They'd go back. They save Earth. I mean, that's like a that's like not even an episode of the show. Oh, you're, that's a good point, right? If they didn't have this trouble that we're about to learn about,
0: they'd be they'd be filling the filling the ship with water, beaming the whales up, and off they go.
1: There would have there would have been no. I I gotta imagine that. If they yeah, there's no power issues. They stay cloaked, fly right over the Cetacean Institute, beam the whole thing up, and then they're gone. Five minutes. Five minutes. It tops.
0: You think that was uh, that was Kirk's plan?
1: How long is this gonna take? Nah, yeah, five minutes. We're in route. <laughs> We're in route. Yeah. I mean <laughs> that's that's this is a, this is this is why the movie is two and a half hour, two hours, whatever minutes long, is because of this, oh. and the shenanigans that erupt from it. Right. So this is really the beginning of the movie, right here. Sure. Scotty's yeah.
0: Scotty's problem. Yeah. It should have been called, you know, Star Trek Four.
1: Those damn Klingon crystals. Well, I blame so I blame Spock to be perfectly honest. Whoa. What? He should have seen this in all his calculations. He should have known that. Uh, these uh, Klingon crystals would not enough to uh, sustain uh, slingshotting around the sun. Hmm. Totally spot on, Spock. Right. So smartest man alive. Smartest. (laughs) So all right. So
0: Kirk goes down there. Scotty's now showing him the problem. We see that cool, you know, uh, crystal chamber. Yep. Which looks
1: like it's from Rathacon.
0: Well. It probably is.
1: It totally looks like the thing that Spock puts his hands in
0: at the very end, doesn't oh,
1: it? Yeah, the top piece does. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that would have been more interesting to see in
0: the in Wrath of Khan, right? If you could see. Yeah, the that was one. That was
1: that was one of my questions. Like, was he just realigning the crystals so that they could go to warp speed? Hmm. You never got to see, right? Because you're always looking through like fog and. Yeah, I
0: always thought there were rods down there. Oh, rods and crystal, but. So I just. Uh, So yeah, the chamber looks very cool. I will give you that. And, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the crystals are, well, not even, yeah, they're kind of glowing. They're pulsing. Yep. Um, but you know, Scotty calls them, you know, these Klingon crystals, like they're, they're, wouldn't that be me saying like, uh, you know, you know, these these French diamonds, uh, you know, they're (laughs) diamonds are diamonds, right? Doesn't matter who's owns them. Uh. You know these salt crystals are salt crystals, no matter what. Uh, yeah,
1: I would. I, I mean, again, I don't know enough about dilithium crystals, so I don't know if like Earth dilithium crystals are better than Klingon crystals. How about how maybe about, these? Maybe these are like, uh, you know, you have your diamonds, but then you have your cubic zirconia that looks like a diamond, but just <laughs> quite isn't a diamond enough. All right, I'm, I'm gonna. Make, I'm gonna yeah i'm going to put uh, that's i like that
0: um i'm going to posit this theory just going back to wrath of khan um so maybe the klingon crystals are just this a box full of raw crystals right with a Mm -hmm. window uh but you know the federation has taken crystals and refined them and and you know shaped them into those what i thought were rods that spock was messing around with um so maybe that's the difference: is that Starfleet has just much more refined process for dilithium, and Klingons are just like, stick it in a box and plug it in the engine.
1: <laughs> okay, that work? Sure.
0: So that's his that, and that would kind of explain Scotty's distaste,
1: right? Because maybe, you know, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So uh, looking up on the old uh, internet, mm-hmm. it says dilithium is depicted as extremely hard crystalline mineral that occurs naturally on some planets. So it's not a everywhere thing. So obviously, you can't just pick it up at your 7-Eleven. Uh, it is believed that this mirror exists, exists more, in more than three dimensions at the same time, and this is somehow related to its properties. What? And basically, basically this is um, this uh, regulates the flow of uh, matter and antimatter into the warp core. So this is what makes it all makes it all work, I guess. It's the magic. Yeah. So this is a secret sauce. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, a comment. Uh, we haven't really, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's all the same, you know, it's all our, it's all our friends, all our characters, you know, so it's hard to you know, like, uh, give you some more backstory and stuff about right. all these guys, but and we're now in the Klingon engine room. So there's a couple of new things to see here. Um, and, uh. One of them is around second 52 when uh, kind of Spock is standing next to what to me looks like, um, the medical sensors that you see in sick bay. Right. Um, Yeah. But must be, must be, uh, also being used for showing the health of the ship. Yeah. Okay. That's what you think it is too. Good. I'm not crazy.
1: Well, or it could be, um. A coolness meter, and therefore all the arrows are down the bottom because Spock just isn't cool.
0: (laughs) Not not cool. Uh, Uh, So you mean if Kirk stood next to it, they'd all kind of jump up and
1: whoop right up to the top? (laughs) Uh, No, I thought it was. I thought it had something to do with the power, like um, whether it's the dilithium chamber or. Uh, because he says we're, you know, his next line is, "Oh, twenty-four hours, give or take, staying cloaked. After that, Admiral, we're visible and dead in the water." So my assumption is because they're also low, that that's how much power they have left. Like it's just fluctuating. Okay.
0: Hey, have we talked about? I, I think we. Everybody's wearing pretty much the same outfits for the past couple films, right? Mm. Uh, have we talked about what's in Scotty's vest?
1: <laughs> Are those? um us. <laughs> That sounds like uh, a TV show, like in the Lego, honey, where's my pants? Like, that just, (laughs) that just, what's in in Scotty's vest?
0: (laughs) What's it got in its pockets? Um, (laughs) Well, it's hard to tell um, if it's a, if he's got uh, pens in there or those, uh, you know, space pens, are they like uh, tiny screwdrivers or...
1: Uh, It's possible that they are thermometers to check the temperature of the crystals or thermometers. Okay, Yeah, you got me there. Yeah. I mean, it's like a chef's coat. Don't they have like a thermometer and a knife and a little thing and a little doodad here? I don't know. Yeah, probably is to make him look more. (laughs) Engineering. So like a professor
0: wears glasses and sometimes takes them off and puts them in his mouth. He's got a vest full of
1: uh pocket yeah, like pens. the accountants that have the pocket protectors and they have the different types of pens. Well, you yeah. might have different types of tools in there like a screwdriver like a screwdriver, yeah. you know, hydrospan uh Uh-oh. you know wrong universe. You <laughs> yeah, no, no that's Star Wars. Um <laughs> you know um, you know just little little tools in there. Okay. They're awful small.
0: They are awfully small. I did I you, I you mean, really he see fiddly needs. Yeah, I never get fiddly needs in Star Trek. Like, I need to yeah. fiddle with this tiny little thing. It always seems like, I don't know, big problems. It's always the engines. always a problem with the engine, the big engine. Not like, oh, I got two wires that broke. I got to bring it back together. Right, yeah. Um, uh, all right, I think we should keep an eye on his vest and see if any of those uh, items make an appearance. Does he actually pull them out <laughs> and use them? That would be fantastic. That would be awesome, yes. Okay. So the uh, the crystals are decrystallizing. Yep. Um,
1: and uh, how long have we got? Twenty four hours. hours, give or Classic. take. Classic. Classic. So how much time do you think they really have? Twenty three hours. Well, doesn't he always, like, in oh. the episode where he comes back and he's talking to Jordy? doesn't he, like, tell him, like, you always multiply it by, like, three or something? Four. Four. Factor of oh. four. Yeah, f- whatever it is. So how much time do they really have?
0: So they, sh- they actually have four like, days? Like four days worth of power. He's saying one? Or do they have yeah. six hours, and he's
1: saying you got a day? No, I think he's, he always underestimates. You, you always give them the low ball and then you, you, you beat, you exceed. You exceed so that you can always look like the miracle worker. Okay. okay. So really they've
0: got four days. He's going to pull it off in less than 24 hours because they're going right. to succeed. And he's going to look like, continue to look like the miracle worker. Right. All right. For 24 hours. What? Okay. It's such a classic in entertainment. You know, when you, you, it's a, it's a plot device, right? You got to put a time. Oh, clock absolutely. Device, right. And it's a, uh, you know, well, how long do we have? we got 24 hours. we got 12 hours. we got, you know, yeah. two days. It's, you know, they never say, eh, you know, two or three months.
1: Well, it's like, um, <laughs> the Spider-Man into, uh, you know, the recent Spider-Man animated movie where yeah. he even like Spider-Man even jokes about that meme where he says like, and he tells Miles and he goes, Hey, he goes, now is going to come the part where he's going to say, give me 24 hours. And like, Fisk walks in and goes in the next 24. Hours, you know, it's like right, right. It's, he he like points out the you know the the trope just because that's what it is. I mean, it's it's the cliche of 24 hours. I know. I guess he, I guess you can't get away with having a time crunch you know, yeah, as a, as a plot device without making it small. Well, that makes it that much more because now you got to rush, and if you only have 24 hours, well, now you got to move fast and. Right. The risk increases. Yeah, risk. Yeah, the risk increases. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that he's. You know, once they run out, once once this you know twenty four hours runs out, the first thing he says is we're going to be visible.
1: Yep.
0: Like you know, like that's their biggest problem. Not you know, we'll be dead in the water. I think you just lead with that, right? After that, we'll be dead in the water. You know. Right. But will they be able to see us? Yeah, they'll be able to see us. We're dead in the water. (laughs) We're dead. (laughs) So the cloak is not going to work. And apparently they don't, when, no mention, no mention here of the batteries or reserve no. power. Uh, well, no, just yeah, the batteries, no. sir.
1: Maybe they don't have batteries on the Klingon. Maybe that's a that's a, a Federation thing. I guess. Jeez, the Maybe soul. they don't have reserve power.
0: All that time they had to fix this ship up. They yeah, couldn't. they couldn't put reserve. I mean, they fixed the bridge. Yeah. I mean. That's what they did. They spent all their time fixing the bridge. Yeah. Not the bare essentials here.
1: That and putting the Bose stereo system in. <laughs> the ears.
0: Oh, dear. All right, man. <laughs> uh, I think that gets us to the end, right? He drops that bomb right at the end of the minute. Um, yep. And I am out of notes. How about yep,
1: you? That's. Nope, I'm good. You're good?
0: All right. Well, folks uh all sorts of fun stuff uh we were talking about today uh, i'd love to hear your thoughts on the the uh, bird of praise um, upgrades and lack of upgrades uh and if you want to uh, chat with us why don't you find us on the social media uh, we're on twitter instagram and tumblr at star trek minute um, and uh, yeah love to hear from you and um we'll be back though on friday talking about minute 36 of star trek four, the voyage home here at the star trek minute bye now Bye.